Bearcat Bounce Podcast. Back at it again. It's Tuesday. It is Paper Wrestling Tuesday. It is not Monday. It is Tuesday. It is Tuesday following a rainy, scary Monday, which resulted in not one, but two of the BBP faithfuls. Uh, places, locations, getting a little bit of out of power, if you will. More on that here in a few. It's also Tuesday following the first ever Big 12 Media Day for the football program in year one of the Big 12 and year one of Coach Scott Satterfield era. It's also a Tuesday following a, a Rucker Park meetup for the basketball team, as well as a little Twitter, not talking Twitter, we're talking birdies event with the TBT. It's a month. It's a Tuesday before the TBT game coming up this Friday. And it's also Tuesday. I welcome in my guys, my pals, all of us together again. Lights on. Lights are on. That's right. Aaron Smith, Chad Brendel, Ryan Royer. Gentlemen, happy Tuesday. How are we? Couldn't be better. Couldn't, we couldn't possibly be better. How about you guys? Doing great. Doing great. I All was, right, Aaron, you tell your story first. Go ahead. I Aaron. was just excited power was on this morning. I mean, I, I showed you guys the pictures of what the yard looked like. We had a pergola blow over. We lost the uh, – I don't know how the glass ended up getting lifted up off the the table out on the back porch, but uh, it's still intact somehow uh, after the umbrella got lifted out of it. Um, we had a limb that fell on a power line and um, – we were back this morning at 8.30, so 12 hours, 13 hours. I'll take that over uh, what it's been in the past. So, Mother nature. <clears throat> Mother nature. Mine was uh, similar. I mean, first off, Sunday, I had the Sunday scaries up to, like, here. And uh, it only got worse when we're you know, nestled in watching a movie. All of a sudden, power goes out Sunday night. All of a sudden, Monday rolls in. Work, obviously. Then... Monday night, power poof off. But I'm I'm a guy who's dedicated. I hopped in the car, put the dog in the car, girlfriend in the car, drove all the way down to uh to southern Indiana to to do the podcast live from uh, my girlfriend's parents' house. And the funny thing is, you know, after we rescheduled it, we stopped, you know, we said we're let's get some food, and then all of a sudden get an email from the power place, power's back on. I like 8.15, so we just turned right back around, didn't even make it to the house, and uh, got back, and power was on, and, and we are here. We're rocking, and we're rolling. But uh, what? How is, is the weather going through Cincy right now? I saw it looks like it's a torrential downpour. I mean, it yeah. was uh, it was raining so bad, I thought I was going to have to pull off like under an underpass when I was coming through downtown. It was wet. My roommates were about to walk out the door to go to the Reds game, and then just – I like walked into my room to go get something. I came back and it was pouring. Like you guys still going? I'm like no. So, my roommate decided to uh, put some pork in the oven right now, and he opens the oven, and every time he opens it, it kicks on the smoke alarm. So we'll see how this pork pork turns out. Oh, um, so I'm gonna try to stay muted just in case we got some pork alerts coming on. Just in case the fire <laughs> department's at your house. <laughs> I know. I almost burned down the house too, man. We were we got some we got some activities going on in the kitchen right now, dude. That's the 
that's the thing. Back in the day, I same thing with me. Even if you put in like pizza rolls or you know a frozen pizza, that that damn alarm is going to go off no matter what. You just open clean the bottom of your oven. Well, that's what we figured out. We were we were like twenty one years old and drunk all the time, so we didn't know that until a little Google helped us out and we were able to figure it out. Uh, thanks to Tonk already with a two dollar donation. Shout out to Brent's hat, one hundred eight in Dallas today. Sun rain. Tonk Brett's. He corrected it further down already. Here we go, Tonk. Thanks, Tonk. From, uh, I mean, everyone go buy it. It's uh, my boy Ted Karras, his uh, foundation. Cool little hat, cool little thing he's got going over there. Um, but yeah, I mean, shoot, that was a weekend, guys. Always got to ask that. Nice and nice and chill, little little, little summer weekend. Yeah, the kid, the kid was was at a friend's a good portion of the weekend, so hung out, made some. Uh... Made some Cajun andouille sausage and chicken pasta. That was uh, that was delightful. Okay, that sounds okay. good. That sounds you good. save any for me, man? I mean, I, yeah, you want some? It's over here. <laughs> There's still a little, still a little extra. There you go. Uh, mine was good. <clears throat> Went to the Reds game on Saturday. Oh, wasn't that eventful? You're a big Reds game guy. <clears throat> yeah, it's I. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. I live like ten minute walk from the ballpark, so oh, anytime, anytime it's a big series or like a nice night, we'll go, we'll go on over there. So me and the girl went over there. Um, that place was ready to explode, but they only had one hit. Like because I went to the um, the Braves series when the when they sold out on that first yeah. Friday game, and I was like, I've never seen it like this, but it was just like that. But everyone had way more energy. It was loud as hell. There's just nothing to cheer for. So everyone got kind of got burnt out by the sixth inning. And then you had the hour-long delay, too. But that was a good weekend, though. Did a little hopping around the town and went home, saw my mom for her birthday. So there you go. go. Can't complain. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, mom. birthday moms. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, Debbie Royer. The best. Debbie. The best mom ever. Debbie Royer. Some some Daddy, kind of Italian Italian grub on that birthday, Debra. The things Debra. you have put up with, Debra, we commend you. You're yeah, you're a hero. Yes, I mean, you guys never met my brother. You heard a couple stories. I think he's worse than me, but putting up with us two alone, my my sister's an angel though. So she got lucky. <laughs> Not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll have she a... baked her a cake. Oh, she like turned into some damn baker at some point. Like I came home. And she brings this cake out of the refrigerator, and I'm like, she opens it, and it looked like it was made at, like, Giant Eagle or Kroger Bakery. I was like, when did you go get that? She's like, I made it. Like, no, you didn't. She's like, I swear to God. Like, had all, like, the fancy writing. She, like, did, like, flour icing things. And it tasted amazing. So, shit. I mean, she's doing something right in the oven. (laughs) There we go. Baker, Baker, candlestick maker. Aaron, how are we? Well, we already did that part, but yeah, how weekend, was the weekend, man? Uh, it was Brennix's birthday. Hey, hey. Uh, so my, my little girl is one. Happy um, birthday, Brennix. Wait, uh, Deborah and, and Brennix, same day birthday, or it was Saturday the 16th. Okay. So one um, and we're gonna we're gonna do our celebration <laughs> this upcoming weekend. So because kids have baseball. 
the old baseball, the old round ball. Yeah, I mean, the uh, that series, Royer, the red series was probably the most frustrating series of the year so far up to this point. So who knows? And now, fuck. Didn't frickin- follow it up good with today with the two-inning two game. So. Oh, yeah. Looking great. <laughs> And Carnacion Strand already on the bench for the for game two. Uh, it's just it's just spectacular. But uh, you know what? Different different combo for different source. Let's so talking Reds and talking shop here on VVP. But uh, you know, a lot of rain going on out there. You know, you gotta dodge the puddles. Dodge. You know, I almost drove into like looked like a river driving through one of the you know going down south uh, yesterday. But luckily dodged that. But if you do, do drive through it and something happens to your car, you know where you can go. Our boy Danco Joe. Joe and Joe in the chat already stay dry, gents. We're trying, Joe. We're trying, Joe. But uh, if something does happen to your car, head over to, to uh, Danco Transmission and Auto Care. Get it fixed up. Joe will hook you up. Mention the BBP. Mention Chad, Aaron, Royer, Debbie, Brannix, anyone. Get yourself a little, little fixing. Uh, 10% off your next service or uh, $10 off your next oil change. Danco Transmission and Auto Care. Thank you, Danco Joe. Uh, you know what? I, I think we got to go straight into it because obviously a little, little tea leaves on the old, uh, blue Twitter sphere earlier tonight. Um, and of course that's probably what a lot of the fans want to hear. That's right. None other than our very own, the, the guy, the boss, the goat, Mr. Chad Brendel was able to take in a nice little, uh, little open gym or, you know. I guess we can call it that. The the TBT is in town. They play this Friday at 6 p.m. on ESPN Plus at that place in Norwood. It gets the team money team, TMT, Floyd, Floyd Money Mayweather. No Jimmer Fredette this year for them, but they do have a couple Houston alums, Corey Davis, Devin Davis. Got Jordan Crawford. Uh, some of you might know him from the Smith League, Bowling Green, Cincy guy. Devin Booker, Trevor Booker, uh, NBA player. So it's going to be a tough First round matchup. Uh, you can catch that 6 p.m. ESPN Plus, of course, as mentioned. But like they were last year, they were in town checking out uh, how the th- this year's upcoming Bearcat squad looks. Going up against them, a couple little, little open gym run, getting their legs underneath them. Chad, you were there. So let's just start off with you setting the scene. Tell us everything. Who um, was there? Uh, how is- was it? This is the third year that this has happened, only the second year for TBT. But three years ago, all these guys all came in in the summer. Um, no, Devin Booker's not. Devin Booker's not playing in TBT. He's, he's not allowed. No, uh, you're not, not, allowed not, that, not that. Not that. Not that, Devin Booker, no. It's so, um, brother of Trevor pretty, Booker. Pretty cool scene now that these guys are starting to have some familiarity uh, and getting to know each other and kind of bridging uh, generations of Bearcat basketball. Uh, not as much. It wasn't as chatty this year. Last year was pretty edgy. Like last year there was, they were, they were getting after each other. This year was a little more, a uh, little more cordial, I guess would be a good way to put it. And uh, I think the problem was last year, if I remember correctly, the current team beat the old guys in every game. Right. And the old guys were weren't real happy with it, so there was a lot more talking. Today was a lot more. It was uh, it was competitive. It was uh, it was aggressive, uh, but wasn't as uh, mouthy 
So it was, it was good. It was fun to watch. Uh, you get to see, you know, there's essentially there were five teams. So you have two courts going at the same time and then one team off. And then the winners of the two courts play and the team that's off comes in. Um, yeah. A whole lot of Bearcats in the gym. So, it, you know, it's uh, it's always good that that's a group of guys, you know, that I got to know extremely well from being around as much as I was around in that era. So always good yeah. to uh, to get all them back in the gym. I know Keegan uh, is working on a story that he got uh, being there today about some of these guys starting to get into uh, being a head coach and coaching at the high school level, you know, cash and. Kevin Johnson and Kane Broom. So uh, look for that here coming up soon. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a good scene. It's a lot of a lot of games, a lot of good basketball. So it was uh, it was a fun day in the gym. Aaron was able to make it last year, I believe, correctly. Um, so I'm excited to, for him to, to to pepper you with some good questions. But I guess I'm going to start off asking, uh, you know, so. How were the teams split up? Was it kind of the the TBT with themselves and then the new team yeah. kind of break so up their, their own teams? Yeah. Essentially two TBT teams. Um the one was was you know it had so Jake isn't in town yet. I think Jake gets to town tonight. Uh but on one team you had Troy, you had Jaron, and you had Trey Scott. And that's pretty good. It's pretty not good. a bad team. Um, and then I think on that team, they also had Day Day, Deshaun Mormon. Sorry, can't say Day Day now because there's no yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, and uh, there's one more, can't remember, anyhow. Uh, but then you split up into three teams of the, of the current team, um, and pretty competitive. The team that ended up Winning the the last game, the quote unquote championship game, was Landers, who played with the the returning guys. Okay. Um, oh damn it! Now my brain's not working. Landers, Dan, Seamus, C.J. Frederick, and Aziz was the yeah. So they they they, squad they, right they won the they won the championship that group. That is a big squad. Um, yeah, Seamus kind of kind of running running the de facto uh, point on that. Or Landers had the ball in his hands a lot. Seamus had the ball in his hands a lot. So those two kind of you know were were kind of sharing those responsibilities. Um, Seamus had a couple big threes to uh, kind of give. It was five to five. And he hit threes on back-to-back trips, and that kind of that kind of stretched it out. I think they played to twelve in the last game. Um, so yeah, it was uh, you know it, it, good to see Landers. You know he's hopeful. They're working towards. You know, he's hopeful on a two-way contract uh, with New Orleans, where he played for the summer league. Um, so it's good to catch up with him. Yep. And it really liked how Seamus plays. Aziz kind of murdered uh, Mamadou, and he okay. just hammered on him hammered on him uh and then that's becoming a theme for mamadou yeah well he he defended the the rayvon the rayvon one he said he was off to the side he didn't really jump with him but the camera angle 
Ah. He blamed the the biased media that the camera angle made him look bad on that that Rayvon dunk. He said I was off to the side, just gave him one of these in passing, and it made it look like I got dunked on. And then Aziz dunked on him, and I was like, that time you got dunked on. Uh, Aziz had a couple blocks, really really good rebounder, um, as advertised. I thought Jamil was good. Day Day was probably the guy that stood out to me the most. Uh, banged a couple threes and and did a good job getting to the rim. He was active and aggressive defensively. Um, Josh Reed made some good plays. Uh, Sage Sage got a bad matchup for most of the day. He ended up on Trey Scott like almost every time down the floor. And Sage out on the perimeter trying to guard Trey Scott was uh, he wasn't ready for that. That was that was not. It was not something, and then trying to keep up with him because Trey and Troy have great chemistry, especially in the open court. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were just trying to push, 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 push. Right. And I think he hit him for four or five just easy dunks in transition that Sage just couldn't couldn't keep up with him. So, but overall, he wasn't bad. He just, like, that. that's not going to be a fun assignment for a freshman, redshirt freshman, seven-footer. No. To to try to keep up with Trey Scott. It was like, who? So I was given, I was like, man, why you got why you gotta do the young kid like that? He was like, I didn't put him on me. I didn't ask him to guard me. I just saw him in front of me and went to work. <laughs> so Aaron, you were there last year. Um any uh last year was heated, wasn't it, Aaron? I wasn't there last year. I was there was two, two, years, two years, ago? years ago. I was there two years ago. It was two years ago. Okay. Uh, before they, that was when the discussions of this team started. Um, yeah, when I started correct. the discussions yep. of the TBT, and then just started one without me. Without me. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. You win some, you lose some. There yeah. you go. I'm actually as if you'd want to be in charge. I was going to say, as if you want to actually be in charge of. Collecting donations and setting up fundraisers and events and all this. Nah. But no, it's good to see the guys back at the gym. Um, cool to see Lander. I mean, Landers has, you know, he could have gone back to Memphis in the offseason, but he didn't. He came back to Cincinnati. He just got done with Summer League, like yeah. two days ago. So Pro- 22 in the finale. Yeah. I think that I think that says something about the program though, that he only spent one year here and he's back. Um, spending his his free time there, much like Sauce did when he was drafted in the NFL, went mm-hmm. back to Cincinnati, um, just where he likes to be, and that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel bad from Chad's assessment on Sage. <laughs> you don't want to betray Scott, man. Um, outside of that, though, I don't I don't have a ton to offer up. I mean, I just saw four games going on at once. And I asked Chad while I was there a couple of years ago, I, I have no idea how he does the AAU events. Cause I wouldn't be able to, my, my ADD would not be able to handle watching four games at the same time. But you usually see- try to keep it to two. Like if it, it, you can watch two games at the same time when it gets to three or four. No, I don't think, I don't think Landers can play in the TBT if he's under contract. So uh, yeah. Or if he's gonna be under contract, his you know the the, the Horn or the Pelicans or whatever the hell they're called. You also wouldn't want to risk injury if you're potentially. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're not gonna yeah. want a guy that you know 
that they've got under they're about to be under contract in the TV team. I did not get that did not seem like a possibility from what I heard. Maybe I'll be wrong. I don't know. Maybe they're they're looking to surprise some people Friday with with Chez out there. I mean, that would be nice. Knocked out twenty two a couple nights ago. So yeah, yeah. Well, because I mean, if you remember last year, it was supposed to be uh, uh, that guard from UNC Greensboro. Escaping my 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 memory right now, but um, yeah, he was supposed to be joining, but he his final summer league game interfered with that. He didn't get back in yeah. time, or else he was going to yeah. play. So who knows? Would would be awesome to to add him to the squad. Uh, you know, just another another long guy out there getting some reps. And I mean, if he's if he's playing in the Smith League like he did the other night, I. I imagine it yeah, would but they be. always play in those NBA guys play in those right, right summer league deals. Yeah, so who knows? But that'd be fun. But but Aaron, you being there in attendance, what would be a question that you would ask Chad? Something that you possibly saw, whether it be a player in particular, wise or kind of what I saw. Just I was gonna say, like I would I would have been more interested in who had the the best dunk um, or the trash talk. Jeez, but if there wasn't a ton of trash talk. Aziz by a mile. I mean, Troy was still talking. Troy doesn't ever stop talking. Well, I was I was going to ask if there was any if there was still any residual carryover from Landers and Troy from last year. No, no, they didn't go back after each other this year. I think they were they were actually talking about summer league and. I was going to say game respects game at this point, right? Like, yeah, I mean, they had their their introduction. They went after each other, and you know. Landers was trying to come into town and assert himself as the alpha, if you will. And uh, Troy just happened to be the guy in the gym that talks the loudest. There we go. Always. No, no surprise there. <laughs> right. Uh, so aside from the, you know, the, the Aziz dunk on, on Mamadou, which is hopefully something that we will all see numerous times this upcoming season if, if all things go our way. Um, any like plays in particular that, that also kind of popped off the page a little bit, just obviously just taking in. Not really. I mean, day day had some nice, nice takes, good finishes at the rim. Um, some really good passing that, but that's, you know, when you add CJ Frederick and, and CMOS to your team, right. You're going to up your, your ability to pass. So, um, but it, you know, it's open gym, so yeah. there's going to be a lot of runouts. There's going to be a lot more up and down fast breaking than you see, uh, in a normal game. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of transition. I mean, it, 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 there, there wasn't a whole lot of, uh, settling into the half court. And if you were here on time, you would know, I said that, that Jacob is, uh, traveling. So supposed to get into town, I think tonight. That's correct. Dad. That is correct. Chad didn't mention that. I did. Yes, you did. Um, <laughs> we even yeah, started late to give Ed extra time to get in here. Yeah. But, you know, you can't win them all, Ed. It's okay. Wasn't even on time for the late appearance. Uh, J- Jamil Reynolds, how's he looking? Obviously, the main thing that he's been trying to work on is just continuing to cut down his body. Uh, did He, he look- looks great. He moved yeah. well, blocked a couple shots. Um, it's not, you know, there's not a lot of post-up offense. Right in situations like that. So uh, I thought he rebounded well. I thought he moved pretty well laterally uh, for a guy that's, you know, as big as he is. Mm -hmm. Um, 
He had a had a block on a guard where he came off his guy uh, and picked up. I think it was Kane going to the rim, okay, and got a hand on it. So, um, you're not the worst, Dad. You just weren't here on time. Do better. That's all. He he okay. said worse, which is interesting. Yeah, meaning he's not in last place. It's just worse than someone no, else. No, he is. <laughs> um, no, Jamil looked good, but, but mm-hmm. you know that's it's it's hard to get a real sense on big guys outside of you know dump offs and and stuff like that. So, uh, but he looked good. Yeah, uh, I guess two wings that would then flourish in the open gym type setting would be Rayvon and and Dan. Um, I, Dan, I like, yeah, go ahead. Dan shot it well, hit a couple threes. Um, got to the rim a couple times. Uh, Rayvon had a, a dunk in transition, hit a three. Um, didn't get, didn't see the ball a ton, right? Um, in the in the stuff I was watching, so. It, it, it's it is difficult with multiple games going on where you your eyes get caught over here and then you look over there and somebody scored and you're like well shit I missed that one so but right. no, they they both look good on that championship game itself though is, was that kind of the Seamus and Dan and just everyone chipping in Aziz it was mostly Seamus and and Landers okay uh, Aziz chipped in a little bit I think he had to put back. Uh, had a transition dunk, but uh, a lot of outside shooting, uh, as is normally the case, right? In these uh, open gym runs, so uh, like I said, Seamus hit the two biggest shots of the day, taking it from five five to nine to five, and then uh, they kind of coasted to the finish line from there. You know, it, it, it's funny, Seamus playing in that event up in Toronto, he uh. And he just got back last night at like ten o'clock. They were expecting him, and then they had they had a pro camps deal, yeah, today. So they were doing an NIL camp uh, this morning. So the team's been kind of running around all day today. Uh, so it's good to see him, you know, look sharp like that. Especially a lot of travel, and then uh, a busy morning, and then getting back after it tonight. Beautiful. Um, how did how did Vic look against the other bigs? Didn't do a whole a ton. He had, he did hit a really nice corner three, where he kind of flared out as the action uh, came to the strong side, flared out to the three, caught in rhythm, uh, had a nice release, and hit nothing but the bottom of the net on a corner three. Um, and then had a block or two, but it just it, open gym with bigs. It just doesn't. Unless it's running just, the floor and getting a dunk, I was just thinking with the other the others pretty much being rim protectors. I was just curious if he he did anything against anybody, but they just don't throw the ball inside. Like <laughs> so, that makes it it makes it difficult for the big guys to uh, yeah. to really excel. But the bigs the bigs <laughs> are out there. Trey Scott, baby, I, the missing key. On last year's TBT team, uh, yeah, Reed Culver asked if there were more players on the TBT team that uh, are kind of the quote unquote randoms. Um, on the Just website, one. yeah, go, go ahead. He played last year, I can't remember yeah. his name. He played last year, Mar- Marquez Letcher Ellis, yeah, yeah, that's him from Rice. Um, 
it's it's funny because they kind of updated the entire team and Mamadou's now added on it. Keith wasn't there yesterday. I mean tonight either. It didn't look like mm-hmm. um any word if no, he's he gonna play not. or didn't hear about that. I, I didn't hear anybody say anything about Keith. Right. Maybe I'll text Kevin and get an answer while we're live here on the pod. Looks like they are lacking a big man, Coriante. What was Corey was there tonight, wasn't he? He wasn't there tonight, but he's going to play. Okay, okay. And no, he no, lives in. He's uh, got a. He's got a little one and lives in town. So yeah, sometimes you gotta you gotta be you gotta be daddy. Do they have the any? Do they have any other practices scheduled for this week before the game on Friday? Uh, I think they're going to practice Thursday. I think they're doing something tomorrow, but then I know they're going to practice Thursday. Um, and then Friday night. Baby, baby. Six I just know they had, they, had made an em- they had made an emphasis on wanting to be more organized in at least a couple. I think Troy was mentioning it when he was on with us, that he wanted to yeah. make sure that they, they had some practices in. And No, they practiced they today. Um but it, it, then it gets hard, like trying to get everybody in town and right get everything figured out. It's a pain. <laughs> <laughs> that dude Troy, man, it, you know I was saying it off camera, but in in the era of short shorts, you look at your picture, Chad. Troy's still rocking those below the kneecap shorts, man. Just- he said those are from a, a showcase event he played as a junior in high school. Okay. So those would have been like 2011, 2012, 2013, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he would have, when he would have got those shorts and uh, was rocking them tonight. God, gotta love Troy, man. Yeah. A, Almost I, all the way down to the socks. Yes, just rocking it. So I, you know, if they they do beat Team Money. Team, then uh, a, a potential TBT version of the Crosstown Shootout on Saturday night at 8 p.m. would be uh, quite the interesting battle. Um, so, you know, big, sure. big, big shouts to, to uh, the Nasty Natty. Got to hopefully come out there and just do what they can to pull. I, you know, it's funny. They were showing highlights, and I forgot about how in last year's game, at the end of the third quarter, Jake hit that three-quarter court shot to take yeah. the team up by three heading into the final quarter. but Then they were up by 10 or 11 in the final quarter mm-hmm. and let it get away at the end. Oh, man. To a, a very interesting team that they lost to last year, but that's a different story for a different time. New year this year, and uh, all, all hopes are up. Uh, just two other names, Chad, just if they had any notable plays or whatnot, Jizzle and uh, Josh Reed, you kind of touched on pretty much everyone else outside of that. Josh had a couple plays, uh, hit a three, drove to the rim and scored, um, got fouled a couple times. So I, I thought Josh played pretty well. And then Jizzle was okay. Didn't, you know, didn't turn it over or do anything crazy, but didn't really shoot a whole ton. Um, okay. Was just kind of running the show for his team. So now I, I, I don't imagine... think Dave is in town, Reed. So who, oh, DJ. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I imagine did Newman was he out there running or he did not play today he was there okay. but yeah. didn't play there you know yeah Cash didn't play Newman didn't play Odie was, was Cash out there. 
Was Cash uh, wearing those? Cash wearing those original Jordans again? I don't pay attention to what shoes guys have on. He, he was wearing some some pretty beat up ones when he played in the uh, TBT, the first go round that they did this back in Uh-oh. Bearcat Jam. They were there were some busted ass shoes. <laughs> but Odie was out there looking like yeah, the, Odie played well, rebound ox that the he is, yeah. We go. Royer, is that a milkshake? Protein shakes, some God. couple bananas and protein powder. Damn idol right there, man. <laughs> After his dinner of boiled eggs. You uh Yeah, we we did some chicken and rice tonight. God damn. Nice God. and easy. We're doing salmon and rice over here. So Okay. I'm trying to trying to trying to catch go. up to you a little bit, brother. Um but yeah, so overall a good event. Everyone came out healthy. It was a uh, thrilling thing for this upcoming Friday. Yeah, it's a good run. It's a good little, I don't know, probably 50 minutes or so of, of the guys running. The, the hard part, too, is like the games, they go to seven by ones. So they're over. Damn, that quick? Yeah. yeah. So nobody huh. really ever like gets in a major heater or anything. Like yeah. flow, yeah. So right. it's, you know... Like, it's just, ones and it's twos, just or? To, uh, yeah, ones and twos. Damn, so those games could be over just like that. Yeah, and then the championship game they went to twelve. Okay, okay. Twelve is also an interesting number. I thought I normally pick eleven, but oh well. I, I I didn't make. I just sat there and watched. Okay. They didn't ask. They didn't ask for my opinion on the rules. I didn't have even any if you even if you'd given it, I'm not sure they'd have listened. Not well, they wouldn't have given it unless they asked. They so. should have listened. Should have asked. Brent, Brent says 11. So only supposed to go to 11, guys. Yeah, what are we doing? 12. What is this 12 nonsense? 11 went by two. Come on. Or take it all the way up to 21. But yeah. Um, I remember last year your comments were David DeJulius looking like an, a beast. And as we saw, especially <laughs> opening up the season, he was every much a part of being that beast. Uh, so excited to see what uh, all these different names. I, it's so interesting too, because, you know, I obviously Dave was a known commodity this year. It's just a lot of unknowns. So Aziz Duncan, everyone it seemed like they were kind of buddy buddies. The the teams really connected this, that, and the other, the, the extracurriculars, then not just based on what's out there on the court. Yeah. I mean, they all seem to get along really well. Um, but I mean, again, how much can you, it's an open gym. Everybody just shows up. Puts you can, shoes you on, can give us as much as we want. Cause I guarantee gym. you, this is what all the fans are like chopping. I know, bit but I'm, but I, I, I can't judge like what their off court camaraderie was. They just showed up, put their shoes on and played open gym. Right. Right. And then afterwards they had pizza. Ooh. Well, Adriatico's action. Yeah, Funded by Trey Scott off the uh, summer league. Probably not, no. <laughs> Only the best. <laughs> Funded by the basketball program. Ah, okay. NIL kicking in, kicking in nice. Um, anything more on that, Chad? Or uh, ready to rock and roll? All right, well, <coughs> speaking on funded, if, if we want to just keep rolling with uh, with basketball, yeah. What toppings, Ed? I agree. Was a lot of pepperoni, a little supreme, a little meat lovers. Pepper- pepperoni and cheese. There you go, Ed. Nice and simple to appease everyone. Um, is Cash still cl- coaching at Clark Montessori? Yes. 
he's the head coach there. The uh, speaking of of, of funding, um, if you guys were offered Whispering Angel Rose, Vulcan Tequila Blanco, Watermelon, Orge, and Ginger Lime served frozen, are you going to pay twenty two dollars for that and, and no enjoy chance. it? What no. the hell is that? <laughs> that was the Bearcat Blanco, which was uh, offered last night at the Rucker Park event at the Hard Rock Hotels. One of the cocktails, famous cocktails that they uh, had going on. The, the Cosmopolitan BYU, the Hypno Spritz, Big 12 in the city, Pistol Peach Punch. I might rip that be- uh, Bearcat Blanco. I- I'm a sucker for tequila, but Dog, it, it doesn't sound I'm bad. Not, I'm not a huge cocktail guy. For $22, though? Hey, hey man. man. You're you're in that one. It's New York City. At? You got in it. New York City? Yeah. Oh, that's easy. That's, that's just what a drink costs in New York City. Oh, Thrifty Walrus, 100% I mispronounced at least one or two. Or Jot, maybe, or Joe, or Jay. But, uh, but yeah, um, the Lubbock Cactus Fleur, the uh, M.A.L. Spa, Bearcat Blanco. So uh, that was the, 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 the Bearcat drink of choice last night. I don't think I would have ordered it. Probably was stuck with the Dirty Martinis heading right into the Espresso Martinis before the night ends and uh, take it to the after party. But um, Chad, Aaron Ryan, the Rucker Park event. Chad, it looked like it was nice. Um, good amount of coaches I mean, there. It's, it, yeah, men, they, men and they women. show up. They work with kids. Yeah. Do like a little basketball camp. Picture photo opportunities and then call it a day. I, I think the main part of it is the Big 12 trying to put their footprint there in the New York area as well. Sure, but I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. They, they had a camp at Rucker Park for, you know, four hours, like – it's it, not like anybody in New York is going to all of a sudden be like, you know what? Well, but they had a dinner the night before. They I'm going had... to start watching some more Big 12 basketball. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah. I wasn't. It wasn't my thing before. But now they did this. So I'm in. I'm in on the Big 12. Well, you, your Max got connections out there. Your Max has connections out there. I mean, it, it just seems like it's, you know, could could be just a, a potential lure into uh, more upcoming out there. But, yeah, it looked yeah, like I'm for the most saying, part. Yeah. Do you think this is something they expand on, though, in the years to come, where they bring players out to potentially give an NIL deal to for being out and running a game or, or like, some type of scrimmage or something like that? Um, no. No? I don't think coaches would let that happen. And there's too many layers of bullshit from the NCAA that you'd have to jump through to get players approved to do – something like that at Rucker. I mean, you, the conference just wouldn't be able to. Uh, well, I mean, I guess not a, even a game, not even necessarily a game, but something like what, what you see hosted a couple of years ago when they did the Cincinnati basketball experience or whatever it was. Yeah. But UC wasn't allowed to have anything to do with that. Like Wes wasn't even allowed to like walk out onto the floor. Okay. So like if, if they would were to do something like that, no coaches. It would have to be an 12. independent event, that independent event that okay. didn't have any Big Twelve, like branding or whatever affiliation. Yeah, it's so, stupid. That's just how NIL is worded and works. 
You know what would be fun though? Kind of like how they, you know, play the games <laughs> on, on the aircraft aircraft carriers would be, you know, a, a little showcase there at Rucker Park. I don't think Rucker Park is big. I don't think the court's big enough. Yeah, I, I don't think, think it's a college pictures. size court. Yeah, pictures do. But I don't know it. that you could. Yeah, would be it would be fun though. Golly, that would be fun. But yeah, it looked like it was. Saw uh, Drew there. I saw uh, Tang there. Handful of coaches, obviously, but but uh, Merriweather and West both there, obviously. West rocking, rocking Jays both nights, looking looking nice out there, representing the C, baby. Just uh, see what you can do. Um, but yeah, that's where West was. As everyone else was here, Chad was able to take in that. Uh, as we mentioned, TBT game this weekend. But that is the current squad and the past squad. Now a quick look at the future squad when it comes to basketball. And the recruiting news of the week, if you will, would be that uh, famed Bearcat target, once Bearcat crystal ball recipient, Lori Badunga, did cut his list. No, it was not you. Cut his list down to four schools. Auburn, Duke, Kansas, Michigan. Those are the four schools, and now that is uh, the opening and shutting of the book of the Florida Badunga to the Cincinnati Bearcats squad. Aaron, your thoughts when you saw the, uh, the four teams listed for old Flory? I guess I wasn't super surprised, especially after he took that official to Duke. Um, I thought that things weren't trending in the Bearcats' way um, for a little while now. Uh, as he had made his official to Cincinnati. And then there was the whole, is he going to reclassify? Is he not going to reclassify? Is he going to stay and be the king of Cincinnati? It was unofficial, sorry. Yeah. Um, But uh, is he going to stay and be the king of Kokomo? Nobody knows. Is he going to go G League? What's this kid going to do? I thought there were way too many questions and not enough answers. And when you don't have a ton of answers that are pointing towards Cincinnati, uh, especially regarding a kid who's going to be ranked as high as he's going to be ranked. I was not putting a ton of energy into keeping up for the last, I don't know, two, three months at this point. It was fun while it lasted. Uh, I, I mean, all signs were pointing to uh, Clifton for quite a while, but Chad, from what you can tell us or what you're willing to share, what you, uh, what do you have that on was the created that was created by fans? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it helped that they had Drew Adams, but if you go back and look at the day they hired Drew Adams, I said this does not guarantee that they're gonna get Flory. This is a move that can help them with that. And I think ultimately it hurt them because I think the kid kind of resented that everybody when Drew was hired just said, Oh, well, he's going to Cincinnati. Like He's going wherever Drew is going to go. And I think it worked against him in the long run because kids don't like, you know, at that being, level. Being told what to do. <laughs> well, no, they don't like everybody thinking, like, I know what you're going to do, even though you don't know what you're going to do. Right. You know, and that's that's what I express to people. It's like, this kid is still going through the process. Like, he hadn't even entered into a place where, you know, they, they were even close to the decision-making process. And he had everybody telling him, 
you're going to go to Cincinnati or, you know, everybody's saying you're going to go to Cincinnati. I, I just think it worked against them in that, that realm. Um, as he got to that point where he did start looking at it's, it's time to narrow things down and make a decision. Sometimes kids want to say, look, I'm, I'm the boss of me. Like, yeah. you know, the, the people that think they know where I'm going don't know a damn thing. Yeah. Uh, so. Royer, I know this was this was what another high high level five star that Bearcats were at least in the in the mix for. So uh, I don't know, kind of your point of view on the open and shut of the uh, the old Flory recruitment. Oh, I thought I was <clears throat> I thought I was muted. Sorry. But I mean, it was kind of like. You kind of felt like the recruiting momentum with everything we had with the transfers we were picking up and some of the other guys that we thought we had a, a shot with. You felt like this might be the icing on the cake where everything kind of went our way. We could land this guy. It just shows that one, it was nice to kind of see that we were up there, that we kind of made an impression. Um, it shows that Wes and the guys, their recruiting tactics are working. And they even when we don't have a lot of like wins lately to show for it, so I think that's what's kind of that's what's missing right now. It's that the wins on the back end on the back on the back back end of the season we just had, I think might have helped a little bit, but maybe that's some more motivation that hey, we string together a couple couple good years, make some make some serious runs in March. I think you're going to see more guys like Flory. I think we're going to make it deeper into the process and start landing those guys too as well. Um Obviously, it was a bummer because, you know, we kind of got the tease with Collier earlier and we were kind of hoping for something different here. But, I mean, I just think staying in the mix with teams like mm -hmm. that, it's good. It's good for now as we're building momentum. But got to keep it in the back of our minds, you know, when when we start winning some games that we did miss those kind of time to get some payback and start landing some bigger guys. Piggybacking off of that, though, I mean, as soon as you start winning in the Big Twelve, that's going to change everything. Yeah, I mean, exactly. if you're if you're able to take this team as is this year and make some noise in the Big Twelve, whether it be regular season, whether it be in the uh, Big Twelve uh, tournament at the end of the season, um, or even in the NCAA tournament at the end of the the whole season, um, I, I think that changes everything. Yeah, it does. Uh, it. And I mean, the thing is also, it's, you know, it always seems like the staff is, is never, you know, there's always a backup plan and then a plan to that plan as well. Right? And now that backup plan is, as it, Chad is off, off camera right now, you'll be back in a bit. But as that backup plan now looks to be Jaden Quint, who is now uh, obviously a center, six foot nine to 30 out of uh, North Carolina, word of God. But it, he's, he's a guy who, reclassified from 2025 to the class of 2024. He's very young for his age as well. He had this to say in a most recent article that Travis Brandon was able to post out mentioning Cincinnati saying, I talked to coach Miller, coach West Miller a lot. I've been to Cincinnati on unofficials. I really like Cincinnati It has been one of the schools that has been recruiting me since forever. So, you know, he, you read that article that Brandon had out there. I'm not going to, you know, read the entire thing but you really get a sense that the, the staff has really put in their due, due diligence on Jaden and he's a he's a player that reclassified 2024 also 
player who fits the the model as he just turned 16. So he's he's a player that you know, and Chad can double check this for me when he gets back. But a player who has to stay in college for two years as well. Uh, you know, someone who kind of like and Amani Bates would be another example of that. Someone who couldn't be a one and done straight into the pros just because of his age. But uh, so a, a huge prospect, a huge target, big man as well. Um, and just seems like, okay, the Flory recruitment open and shut. West was in Atlanta checking out Jaden this past weekend. And so it looks like the staff is right onto that one. And West has been all over it as well. Um, Aaron, Ryan, you guys have anything on, on the Jaden recruitment or that you've been able to see from your side of things? I mean, go ahead, Ryan. If you... No, I don't. I'm sorry. Um, I was just going to say, I mean, again, it's just another one of those – we, we noticed probably quite a bit last year that this staff has done really well evaluating talent early on mm-hmm. and kind of being ahead of the rankings. And I think this is just another example of that. And it's showing that this, this staff is not afraid to take big swings, like just because they realize that this is going to be a kid in the, you know, top 10, top 15 um, of when all the dust settles, uh, they're they're not afraid to continue pushing onward and trying to land a whale instead of just a couple big fish. Yeah, and I you know obviously Jace Richardson's another name that right. staff has been linked to has been linked to Cincinnati a lot as well. He said glowing things. Seems to be a good friend with Tyler McKinley. So McKinley's already a big commitment. That's already you know said he's going to be a Bearcat, and this only adds to the allure. Uh, him, Jace, obviously, now Jaden in that 2024 class. I know Tyler Perry has been getting a little bit of more mention as well on top of it. So, or sorry, yeah, Travis Perry. But uh, it, it just seems as if things are really heading in the right direction for this to be a very big class and one that just because of you know losing out on a player like Flory. It's, it's no biggie because they're able to just roll on to the next option. Travis Perry, I don't want the uh, – uh, you know, Tyler Perry comment to come back and haunt me. The great movies that he makes, but uh, don't definitely don't want that to uh, come back and snip me. Um, anything else on the basketball side of things, guys? I think when when Chad gets back, we'll kind of ring around the rosy and come back to it. But uh, for now, this is this is what we've got. Anything? Matter? Nope. I think we're good. Do you have the uh, the old quick paper supply stamp there? Aaron? Um, let me see if I can find that read. Okay. <laughs> I was not prepared for that. No, you're good. I, um, I, mean, yeah. I guess we can at least put the banner up, though, here. Yeah, the quick paper supply. My boy. Good guy. I think he was at the, uh, the Cincy Light meet and greet. All right. Well, I mean, it's a quick paper supply, your local and family owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products. Quick paper services over 150 restaurants with weekly low minimum next day deliveries, providing a wide range of food services, 
food service products from to-go containers, cups, custom printer products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick at 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. Great job, Aaron. Great sorry. Job. Sorry about the delay on that read. Uh, you're good. Folks. You're good. You're good. We're, uh, we're rolling off the cuff, as they say. Um, right. Guess we can we can bounce into football for now, but obviously it's been a been a couple of days have passed since the uh, closing of the Big Twelve Media Days. And Aaron, you were obviously all over it, uh, being part of the BCJ pod, and then of course the nightcap afterwards. Ryan, were you able to at least take in some of the uh, some of the sights and sounds from beautiful uh, that beautiful Jerry world that you've you've graced the field on before? Uh, but kind of just see what. Uh, Overall thoughts of the Big 12 Media Day now that the weekend has passed? I didn't actually tune in um, to any really live coverage, just getting to see the guys like dressed up in their Instagram pictures. That's about as much as I got took in. Um, but it looked who like did, uh, who did you think looked best? Let's uh, let's go ahead and hear it because I you know Emory all these the guys. Flash. Okay. And we had the most flash. Dante kind of had a little bit of that uh, Godfather look to him. He did. Not kind of more a little a little more of the subtle the subtle look. Um, mm-hmm. I just thought Emery's definitely was the the, the flashiest kind of the eye grabber really. Um, yeah. But I mean, obviously, you know, as we expected, just a whole different type of world with because it's a whole different type of league, and it's kind of exciting getting to see just kind of like. The presentation, the sh- the the kind of the ambiance, you should say, of the Big Twelve and what comes along with it when comparing it back to the great old um, AAC. I know we're gonna love and miss those guys, but uh, it, it was cool just to see everyone kind of get to go there and represent us in this new journey. But I didn't really take in everything exact. I didn't get a lot of like direct video or live coverage, but yeah, there's the guys right there. Dante, yeah. Look at that beast, the gang, the Bearcat. We we do have old Brendel back. Had to had to take a quick phone call. Um, but uh, Chad, I have to circle back real quick because obviously, and and Aaron and Ryan did a great job filling in with some of the information uh, needed as far as recruiting goes on the basketball side of things. But um, Chad. The ability for the staff to bounce back quickly and, you know, Flory out of the picture. Now Jaden Quaytons comes in. Look, I, I think this is sudden for the fans, but I think the staff had an understanding that they probably weren't getting Flory weeks ago. You know, it, it, there's a reason that I had been talking about it trending the way that it was trending. It's, you know, it, it wasn't a huge surprise. Um, it was a, a, a bit surprised that they didn't make a cut to four. Like I thought they would make a cut to four, but I would say for a month or so, I did, didn't feel like things were trending in the right direction for Cincinnati. If I can sense that, I would certainly hope the coaching staff can sense that. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't think it was, it was a massive surprise. Um, so, you know, um, I, it, the thing is, like, at that spot, 
if you potentially have Aziz and, and Jamil and Vic potentially for another year, right? Like center is not dire need uh, in the, the 2024 class. And if you don't get one, then you find one in the portal again, if you, right. you know, if, if you must. So I don't think losing him, obviously this is not sour grapes. If you could get Flory, you get Flory. Right. Um, but once it started to become clear that it was, you know, Duke and, and Kansas were kind of pulling away from the field, um, then you can act accordingly and, and start to get yourself kind of reconfigured. Uh, Jaden Quintance, that one's going to be interesting. Uh, they, they've done the legwork early. Uh, there's a, a good chance, you know, that they can get a visit or keep pushing to, to have a seat at that table. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that one's, that one's now that he's in 24 officially, that one's going to explode over the next couple of weeks with teams right. at the top of the sport, wanting to throw their, their name in the hat. So, um, he has some you know, glowing I, things to say about Cincinnati, though, in that, yeah. in that Brandon article. So they've done a good job recruiting him. It's just going to be a, a a hectic recruitment. So you know, I, I, predicting those before the visits start truly actually before, begins. Yeah, like it's just now getting started. So um, I think they've done a good job up to this point. We'll see where it goes from there. Do I? Am I? in a position to say, I think Cincinnati's in the lead or Cincinnati's one of his, you know, top two or three schools. No, I think that's premature. Um, Cause I think we're still finding out like who's going to be the major players in this thing. It's going to be more than Cincinnati, Ohio state and Kentucky. Like, you know, so, you know, um, Jace Richardson, I think is one that they would love to get. I really think that kind of probably is a Alabama, Cincinnati, Michigan State <laughs> with a couple others. Um, Alabama has been hard to beat recently on the recruiting trail. So, you know, I, I think obviously Michigan State with his dad playing for Izzo, uh, that one's going to be tough. And then Alabama is just, especially guards. Uh, Nate Oates has been able to get what he wants um, at the top of uh, at the top of their recruiting board. So that one's going to be a battle. Like, look, you want to you want to recruit a bunch of five star and high four star guys. Guess what? It'll be a lot of battles against really good schools at recruiting that also want the kids just as much as you do. So buckle in and and kind of see where these next couple weeks go as we get towards visits being set up and list being narrowed and all that good stuff. Yeah, I you know it's it, Aaron, did you get something to add or just popping back in? Yeah. Uh you know it's awesome to see in every single update it's always West Miller this, West Miller that, which means that you've got the head coach going all in on these recruitments as well. Where it, and sure it's run it it's run differently at different places, but a lot of places you'll say, oh this assistant reaches out to me a lot. But no, all these big guys, it's always Wes. Uh, you saw it as well with Travis Perry update recruitment um, on a, a, yeah. a different site. And so it just seems like another name, as well as Jace Richardson, just 
all these these heavy big big time targets really actually just keeping in and and having Cincinnati not only right there in the thick of things but potentially at the top. Uh, another thing on uh, Jaden Chad was the fact that he he got to spend two years in college if if uh, that looks to be correct because uh, his. His birth I mean, date. there's a lot of other options, but it'll be two right. years before he goes into the NBA. Yeah, so like uh, Amani Bates, I think Scoot Henderson might have had to do the same thing, but yeah, just kind of the whole age-type ordeal. So another thing to think of, I, could you imagine two years with a player of his magnitude would be uh, pretty pretty fun. I think he's also been to five high schools and like seven AAU teams, so mm-hmm. counting on him being anywhere for two years – might be a, uh, a, a fool's errand, uh, you know. Yeah, he's moved around a lot. That he has, um, but of course, with nil and whatnot, sometimes it could be fun to just hang out for for two years and be the the uh, BMOC, if you will. Yeah, Tom, Mick did a terrible job with Gary Clark and Jacob Evans and Trey Scott and Troy Copain and. Jaron Cumberland and Kyle Washington and yeah, what a bunch of chumps those guys were. It's such a it's such a fucking stupid narrative. It drives me nuts. <laughs> you get so mad. <laughs> are, are, are we hung up on Rayshon Fredericks? Is that is that where we're? He took one going Juco here? guy. Yeah. Shaq Mooch. <laughs> Love you, Tonk. You're the man. Shaq Mooch um, was, was pretty good. Actually, yeah, he's, he's pretty solid. He was, he was. Um, but yeah, there you go. We we already did the quick paper supply timestamp for that. Yeah, Aaron, you did a great it job. It only took about three. It took hey. three minutes to find, but hey, man, we found it. We read it. We're good. Quick Our, paper supply, your local we, family we, we owned restaurant supply it. company for we all your non-food products. Quick paper services over 150 restaurants with weekly, low minimum, next day deliveries. Providing a wide range of food service products from to-go containers, cups, custom printed products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick, 513-470-2029, and reference bear caps for 20% off your first month purchases. There, we did it again. Nick will love that twice. Not <laughs> Two times yeah. with Nick. Two times. Sounds nice. Make it twice. Whew. Like couscous or mahi-mahi. Uh, but uh, anyway... Um, Chad, real quick before we completely move on, staff is out on the road again this weekend, or is it dead period? There's some weird, stupid, sanctioned, like, camp, NCAA camp thing. I don't even know if they're going to be. I know they can be. I don't know if they, – they've tried these things before, and the attendance has been such such a disaster that coaches generally tend to not even really go. Mm-hmm. Um. But if they're out on the road, I'll let you guys know. Okay. Ryan Royer. Evan Prater. Wide receiver. Your thoughts when you finally saw it? And uh, real quick before we, I, I, I pass the baton to you, I thought you know, this was worth reading it, even though it you know, obviously happened five days ago. Love this team in the city of Cincinnati. It was hard to put the pride and ego aside but I want to do whatever I can to help this team appreciate all the love and support from y'all go Bearcats. Yeah. Uh, first things uh, going off that tweet. Um, no surprise, uh, you know, for, I, mean, I think it's a nice gesture by him to kind of just 
put that out there because you know there's always going to be like crazy fans like running their mouths about how he's thinks this thinks that so it's nice for him to go out there but i mean i guys that have played with them they didn't even need something like that from him he's a great teammate a great kid um just a pleasure to be around on and off uh the field in and out of the locker room so a move like this doesn't surprise me that he's willing and able i know he's going to give every bit of all that he has to work through this and you know we've kind of like seeing what what happened with him at the end of the year and then kind of the injury going into spring ball you just never know really how much that comes into play but you know maybe he's thinking that hey this is my best chance to help the team right now if I can't if I can't find the way to get on the field quarterback so I I commend that and just kind of shows how he cares about this team and cares about you know the uh the university so that made me that made me like one like very proud of him, very proud of like for him to you know rep this team that I got to play for. But going to more of the skill set wise, I was a little hesitant on the initial thoughts of what I really think of him because when a quarterback runs the ball, it's it's kind of it's it's nowhere near the type of movement that you see from receivers, and you're like receivers nowadays the route running the what it takes to get open on corners especially big 12 corners it's a whole different ball game it's insane alec would try to tell me about it and i couldn't even wrap my head around it that's why i never even attempted playing receiver <laughs> but um also because you're five ten and slow i'm julian edelman i'm just fatter and not as good <laughs> but, but it's hard it was hard for me at first to kind of see the transition because just seeing him run around at a quarterback you're like well it's a whole different ball game splitting out wide and trying to get open and man coverage and find holes in zones but then I started I got uh I I've heard a little heard a little birdies chirping I've seen a little things but they're kind of starting to prove me wrong and it's surprising me a little bit so i'm happy to be seeing that because depth is good and seeing that evan has a chance to you know to make a difference and maybe get some playing time maybe get out there on special teams kind of just seeing some athleticism i didn't really know that he had that doesn't mean i'm taking away from him and he was a crazy athletic quarterback but i didn't know he was going to be able to transition that athleticism to different facets of the field so quickly so look out Look out, guys! It's it's progressing quicker than I would have thought. So, oh, Aaron, you're muted. I think this goes back to what Jawan Briggs was saying at the Big Twelve Media Days, though, where he made reference several different times to the culture that Satterfield and his staff have embraced that was already left over from Fickle and and what of the roster was left when. Uh, Fickle and his staff left for Wisconsin, but uh, just doubling up and building on that culture that was pre-existing. And Ryan's talked about the culture over and over and over again. And I think this just exemplifies that in a situation that we have that is tangible at this point where we can see, you know, the transitioning from quarterback to a receiver is not something that everybody would embrace and do the way that Evan's doing. And I think that it's really good to see that happening here 
Yeah. It, I mean, the other thing is, like, it's, it's not like they're just going to stick them out wide and tell them to go run traditional wide receiver routes. You know, Satterfield mentioned numerous times they're going to use them a lot, kind of, you know, have them in the backfield, bring them in motion. You right. know, I think I think we saw last year and, and throughout his time, you know, whenever he was on the field, getting the ball in the backfield and making a couple men miss and taking it for extra yardage is, is something he really excels at. So, I, I mean, even handing hand the ball on jet sweeps or, you know, making it kind of simple for him where he's not a traditional wide receiver is, is something that will even help out. And I mean, I, the, the main thing when it comes to big time teams is just playmakers. And I mean, he's a playmaker, you know, sure. The, uh, the injuries really dampered his ability to, to throw the football uh, with, you know, good accuracy and touch and whatnot, but sure didn't take away from his athletic ability as we saw a couple of times this past season. So um, I'm excited to see what he can do. And uh, that wide receiver room just adds another one. It, they updated the roster on the website and he's already got wide receiver next to his name. And that's, uh, that's something that you love to see when it comes to that sort of a thing. So, um, but yeah, little birdies telling you Royer that he's, he's looking pretty nice out there. Little, little pitch and catching, huh? You muted, Ryan. Thank you. Everything changes when you put on the pads, but right. just the over, the movement is what I think is key. Can he move? Can he get open? Can he, he can move. move in space? Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, it's always hard to kind of imagine someone because what I think is wide receiver and cornerback is probably one of the most athletic. I think it is the most athletically demanding positions in sports. And I go corner because you have to react like they they yeah. know what they're doing and you don't. Yeah, I mean, granted, then you go like I think only thing can, it's a different kind of outlook, but like hitting a, a major league baseball, just the the insane. It's a whole different yeah. skill set, skill group, but just kind of like the insane difficulty. I mean, the, you should the the routes, the routes these guys run these days, is just unbelievable and then having to cover that is even harder, like what Chad was saying. So it's hard. It's not easy and, you know, to be able to just jump right in there, but just seeing what I'm seeing at it, it kind of shows, damn, he really was really gifted. And sometimes playing quarterback can kind of limit, can kind of put a filter on that. So I'm excited. He's probably got a whole bag of tricks. We don't even freaking know about. So there we go. I'm excited. I mean, camp will be the tell telltale. Old higher ground. We'll see how bad he wants to play receiver out there. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> the, the thing I like with Evan is like you can get him in the the ball in space and he can make plays. So yeah. um, especially for a guy his size, like normally you've got to be a smaller guy to have that short area quickness that he has. He's not a small dude. So you know if you can get him in space, the way that this offense, Satterfield's offense, is designed to create space. I think it's only a positive going forward. Hopefully they get his shoulder right. And I know it's been in pretty bad shape uh, from, you know, the middle part of last season all the way through uh, and into spring. And that's, they shut him down and tried to get it right, but uh, it's still not there. So hopefully the shoulder gets back where it needs to be. Cause as Alec can tell you playing wide receiver with a wonky shoulder isn't, isn't great either. So um, hopefully it all comes together for him and he can be another like this is the crazy thing. And I'm sure 
next week. Maybe the week after will be our like our our like hardcore camp preview show. But we're getting there. I, I'm honestly really like wide receiver is fascinating because I think because they lost everything. They lost everything. Yeah. Everyone but Chris Scott. They literally lost an entire room. And it might still be pretty good. Yeah. You know, Xavier Henderson, D. Wiggins, Donovan Ollie, Aaron Turner, Barry Jackson, Chris Scott. Now you add Evan in there. All of a sudden you're looking at six, seven, eight guys that that that's really what you need in that room. And I I don't feel bad. Like I you would think we feel terrible about the wide receiver room. But right. I, I think at least on paper, as we're a couple weeks from higher ground, I think you look at this and say, you know what? I don't feel terrible. And this is this is a point I wanted to make on this show tonight. Glad we brought us here. Mm-hmm. There's there is a correct narrative about this offense that we don't know anything. Yeah. Because there's probably going to be four new offensive linemen, an all new wide receiver room. Mm-hmm. Tight end is going to be brand new. There's a new quarterback. The quarterbacks behind the new quarterback have never taken a snap here. Like everything about this offense is an unknown. Yep. I think you also have to acknowledge just because it's an unknown doesn't mean it's bad. Right. Now, does it have two, three, four years of experience together and, you know, uh, the same coordinator and and everything's, you know, humming at a hundred miles an hour? No, Mm -hmm. but I mean, it, it doesn't rule out completely that with a good defense that this offense can't be competent. Scott Satterfield's an offensive first coach. He's a quarterback. His specialty, his entire career has been what? Coaching offense. So I think it is premature to just assume that the offense is going to be bad. Right. Maybe they're not good. Maybe they're average. And if they're average, that could be a problem in this league because – Points are are scored frequently, but they can find a way to play good defense and get points on the board. You might have a team that's a lot better than people expect. So I, I think there's just that quick assumption that, well, the offense is new, so they're going to suck. Yeah. I don't know that we can say that like right, right off the bat without seeing how a lot of this fits together. Hmm. Yeah. And it, kind of piggybacking off that as well is uh is the fact that at 30 walrus yeah that de- definitely a ton of talent on it uh consistently comes with reps but you know one of the comments and and emory not was, denying that mr walrus no. yeah or, or. it's completely true thrifty boy but uh you know that's a seal not a walrus chad I don't know what sound a walrus. What sound? Uh, are walrus? I don't know that they make a ton of seal. This is a real, real big, big, big seal. Um, <laughs> you know, I, for me, I think Emory was just a, a treasure, treasure chest full of great quotes from Big Twelve Media Days. Um, and you know, one of them was when he mentioned the fact that you know he he sees the talent that's in the weight room and in that locker room. He he knows that the work that they're putting in. And yeah. he and this is a guy who spent three seasons at Florida. Sure, they weren't 
really the dog days of Florida. You know, they weren't out there winning every single game, but there were some talented players on that football team. And then went to a train wreck at Arizona State, but there were still some talented players on that football team. And he's kind of mentioning he's seeing the hard work and the amount of talent that's in those behind those walls. And he he knows, you know, he's excited about what they can do out there on the field, which for me is a testament to, you know what, we, we, we've got something that not a lot of people know about. And that's because we really don't know about it, as you mentioned, Chad. But uh, I am beyond thrilled to see how they look, definitely starting at Camp Higher Ground and how, how it rolls into the season. Um, because, I mean, if, if Emery shows up and he is ready to show the type of talent that he is, he, you know, he, he had this quote as well. I want to show everybody I was ranked as high as I was in high school for a reason and why I was there in a pre-mock draft of me going number six in 2022, just showing the world that I'm number five, that I'm that Emery, just be dominant. I, I mean, if you need one position on your team to have confidence and go out there with some swagger, it's quarterback. And if Emery can go out there and show it, then I think this offense can be a lot better than expected. Uh, off at the line. I thought it was interesting, Chad and Aaron, you guys were kind of talking with Keegan about this. Uh, you know, mentioned DeAndre Buford, uh, you know, Luke Kandra, obviously, uh, you know, but he said, Coach Satterfield said there's seven to eight players that they feel comfortable with right now that can go out there and, and perform at a high level. Well, the whole iron sharpens iron, the FE2, FE squared, if you will, Ryan. What does it mean for this offensive line going up against – what everyone is considering the best defensive line in the in, in the entire Big 12 and arguably up there as some of the best D-line in the entire country. Uh, going up against them every day at Camp Higher Ground, iron sharpening iron, that can only do wonders for an offensive line that's going to try and figure things out. You're muted, Brian. Take it away. Sorry, we got a lot of noise at the apartment. I'm keeping myself muted right now. Um, You're good. It, a camp camp is great because it's always <laughs> camp is great because it's always good on good at all times and it's just high octane go 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 like win your spot or solidify your spot grow your role so I think one the D line is going to be relentless and I think that's what the the O line needs and I think the first couple days the O line is going to get the shit kicked out of them. And that's pretty normal, but I think you're going to see it even more this year. Got a lot of guys back with a lot of reps, so they're going to be firing the first couple of days. But then after the the vets kind of like they'll start tapering the vets off a little bit and let the young guys go. And then I think the O line will start getting like their feet under them, getting comfortable because we got a lot of um, a lot of great guys, and I a lot of the guys I've talked to on the O line and been in the program just say like the talent is there. Like if you stack up guy for guy against O-lines we've had in the past, I mean, this one stacks up the same, if not better is what they're saying. But, you know, it's about five guys playing together. And that's really what camp is going to show. Like, can these guys form a bond? Can they form into a true I think they're going to be really good inside, Ryan. Between Gerhard, Rodosevich, and and Kandra, I think they have a chance to be really good inside. The talent's there. And they just got – and I think – getting some good competition as long as they kind of rally around each other and kind of just get better and keep working on their game together. 
then. I think this O-line has every bit of a chance to kind of um, be a sidekick, be the Robin to the D-line's Batman, so to say. Can I, so, can I have an unpopular opinion? Let's hear it. I'm worried we're overrating this D-line. You think? Where's the pass rush? Like, I, I th- this is not yeah, a like slight. Dante, like, yeah, where's thing? the guy that gets yeah. after the quarterback? Like, yeah. where is the, like, Gressage? is it, is it, gre- is it Like, if it is, okay, great. Like, I feel, I feel way better. Yeah. yeah. And he still like, has more of that, like, but, brute build, though, you know, like the big, you know, right? Know, like, of- they're big, they're physical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but where's the where's the, the quick? Where's the sudden? Where's the you know in a league that 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 is is probably going to pass a lot? Um, in a league where you're running a three man front, and people seem to be convinced that if you run a three man front, you can't stop the run. Um, I like I get the hype because Dante Corleone is as good as advertised. Jawan Briggs is as good as advertised. Malik Van should have, if he stays healthy, he should have a great senior year. But I, where where is that just relentless, constant pressure at the quarterback going to come from? Which is what I Eric think of Phillips. when I think I, I I think Eric can be good. Is he is he a, a quick twitch speed guy? No, not exactly, but. I just uh, what I'm saying when I think of a dominant defensive line, I think of a defensive line that can stuff the run, hold you to around or under three yards of carry, and then get after the passer relentlessly. And I don't know that that's the traits that we have seen from this group last year. It's it's a similar group, right? We, we, this is not too different than the group we saw last year. Now, and Tonk makes a good point. Like, uh, Brian Brown is a guy that is known for being able to get get pressure on the quarterback. He's also been able to do it with guys he recruited yeah. to get pressure on the quarterback. Like, right. when he didn't really fully have his guys in place at Louisville, they were not this sack machine that we saw a year ago. So right. I'm not saying they can't be the best line in the D12 or in the in the Big 12, D12. It's a different thing. These blue and yellow purple pills. Um, different thing. But I'm not saying they can't be the best defensive line in the Big 12. I'm just saying until we see that ingredient of constant, you know, pressure at the at the quarterback and then the ability to really stop the run. What did we talk about last year was the problem. They didn't stop the run. Couldn't right. stop the run. Teams were able to run on them. They're running a three-man front with, with their running back almost the same defensive line. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not down on it. I'm just trying to, like, uh, to to reel it in a, a notch. Right? Yeah, like uh, Yaya Diaby. Was their their big defensive lineman who had he was second on the team with nine sacks. Uh, he D line rush end type player. Uh, and then of course that they had two good linebackers in Monty Montgomery and Yasir Abdullah, who was you know second and first. That's where a lot of their sacks came from. 
were from right. the linebackers, not right. from but, the D-line. But they did have two D-linemen that got uh, seven or more sacks last season. So you definitely need that speed, that kind of side. And is, is Greshik that? If he is, then maybe that solves some of the issue. But I agree, Chad. They, they, there isn't that bona fide pass rushing specialist. And last yeah. year, the, I mean, the, the I, team had that too. But that's why yeah. that's why he's and, had, he had pace. <laughs> and they weren't great on on the ground. They weren't great stopping the run. And they yeah. weren't great getting pressure on the quarterback. And guess what? The defense fell off a little bit. Mm. And you're you're going back to the well with the same guys. And expecting – it's not that you're expecting improvement. It's that people are hyping them up to elite. So what's going to happen? Because I've been doing this a long-ass time. If you're not elite, they're going to say – The minute not- they're not elite, everybody's going to want to fire Walt Stewart. They're going to turn on Walt Stewart. Brian Brown's not a great D-line guy or not a great defensive coordinator. Like, I know how this story goes. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. I've read this book. Yeah. Now the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. <laughs> or quarterbacks coach or whatever. You know what I mean. Yeah. I think he's I, yeah. Quarterback coach. Whatever. Um yeah, I mean I I, I kind of hear what they're saying scheme wise too, because at the media days, Dante was asked, is this at all anything like, you know, Trestle's scheme or anything, and Dante's like, no, not at all. Completely different. We're we're going, you know, balls to the wall every play. So, you know, it seems like they're they're bringing a a blitz every single play. So, scheme will probably help out with some of that, but also you you do need that that Maje type to become special um, on that special level. So, who knows? Maybe maybe Briggs turns into some sort of a crazy sack artist with. With all that, sure. I'm not ruling it out that, with a new right. coordinator. I'm just, I'm, we are here to have these conversations. Oh yeah, that's for sure. that's what we do. Like it, we don't, we, we're Brent is Mister Positive, and <laughs> we we keep a positive connotation. But if there's a conversation to be had, let's have the conversation for sure. Because I I know what's going to happen if they're not awesome. Yeah, I agree. Um. Preparing us for the nightmare ahead. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, and and kind of going off of this, you know, in the trenches type ordeal, you know, you mentioned the interior offensive line. You feel like that's going to be pretty, pretty strong, Chad. I, you know, kind of like what the Atlanta Falcons are doing in the NFL. And, you know, I haven't done a deep dive on the Big 12 defenses and kind of their scheme and whatnot, but – do you think at all there's any sort of a you know how the how the Falcons are kind of like okay all these di- all these defenses in the NFL are now scheming to stop spread out offenses, scheming to stop you know passing attacks that are kind of littering the NFL. Aaron, I read it too, and it's funny we should not put that up here. But no. uh, the do, do you kind of feel like maybe that's something that you know, this offensive scheme of kind of the amount of rushing success that this team does have. Uh, I, I'm trying to think, is is this going to be a, a zig while everyone else zags? And now all of a sudden these kind of brute interior offensive linemen are kind of leading to a rushing attack that kind of surprises the defenses of the Big 12 that might be more geared up to stop the passing attacks. 
I hope and pray that this staff just adjusts to whatever the game presents. Like, I don't want them to necessarily put all their eggs in one basket, if you will, because I don't know that this offensive line we, – we, we don't know what this offensive line is prepared to do, right? We don't know if this offensive line can necessarily be a, a, a team that can run the ball 30, 40 times a game and have success uh, in putting points on the board. So I'm I'm a little just I I just really hope that they adjust and and can figure it out before we we really get into a bad spot. Yeah, I, I mean it just seems like obviously they they've mentioned numerous times that Emery's going to look to run the football a lot more this sure. year. He's one of the fastest players on the team and and one of the best athletes on the team. I you know it just seems as if a lot of a lot of defenses, especially in, in kind of the air raid flush Big 12 that people think of it as, could be geared up a little bit more to stopping high power passing attacks. And you know, if you have that like an offensive line more geared towards the run, maybe you do have some sort of a uh, an ability to kind of attack the trenches a little bit more in a rushing mentality. So I don't know, just something that kind of popped into my head as we were kind of talking about the uh the trenches but i don't know ryan do you think do you feel like defenses are kind of shifting into that in college football as it, it the nfl obviously is with you know, the amount of uh you know nickels and and extra dbs and kind of these hybrid linebacker dbs that each nfl team has to try and take away passing schemes yeah i so what they say what they tell us in college is that you see a lot of stuff kind of work its way up from high school to college, then to the NFL. So the NFL does mirror a lot of the college game and you need, well, one, it's just the way football is adapting. It's all about space. It's all about speed. And sometimes, you know, sometimes more frequently nowadays. So you should probably, you could probably just say more frequently nowadays, there's guys are faster coordinators, know more about the game, know different ways to exploit. So the defense has to react differently. So we got to start putting, we got to match speed with speed. So we're going to take a D lineman out. We're going to put a nickel in, or we're going to take a linebacker out and put more of a hybrid linebacker safety type. And it's just kind of way it's just the way the game is right now. It's because guys are so big, strong, and athletic. It's hard to run the ball inside. It's hard to get movement. Uh, so they're, they're just saying, let's play, Let's just play, uh, find the hole and dump it in, in different ways you could say. And so you're going to need guys in space on both sides of the ball. And so I think defense is kind of responded with the the shift to that, the speed game on the, on the edges with, all right, we got to have guys that can move laterally, guys that can cover. Mm -hmm. And that's why you're kind of seeing that nickel and more uh, safety kind of look. Right. But so. Could be could be nice. Could could catch them by surprise. Hit them in the mouth and run it down their throat. That'd be, uh, yeah. that'd be fantastic. <laughs> that'd be fantastic. Um, anything more on as far as football goes? Closing up Big Twelve thoughts or anything? Aaron, you're on mute before you start talking. I did just want to mention that I think everybody who was interviewed, all the players that were there, mentioned how much they have enjoyed and appreciated Nico and. Uh, I, it just, I think that that is again another thing, just 
a tribute to the culture that the staff is already setting up. And um, with Nico, with this being his first job at the helm, um, I, I think that that's a, a huge hat tip for him. They love it. They love it. Yeah. I, and I get it. Like, we love it. So, yeah. He's the man. We love him. That's Ryan's guy. I think Ryan would go to war for, for Nico. Yes, sir. I want to. I won't agree with that statement until Ryan's made an effort to get in the uh, actual weight room with him and gone to yeah. war with him. <laughs> no, I think he would. Like, there's a difference between would go to war with him and have gone to war with him. Those are two Bro, different. I would things. do both. <laughs> you just haven't done it yet. Yes. Nico's the Dodger. <laughs> Bone Spurs. <laughs> Trick trick elbow from when you were when you were working over Landon Fickle. <laughs> yeah, man. Tennis elbow. Um, yeah. <laughs> Actually, Pat spam. Lambert almost exploded my MCL my in my elbow when we were doing like pump blocking drills. Just literally punted my hand and like it hyperextended my elbow. It almost blew out my. <laughs> My elbow through my arm. That guy never gave a shit. His, about his, his foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he tried to hurt Mr. Bearcat. I know, man. He doesn't know what he's doing, dude. That's why he's a little whiskey guy now. Yeah, and gotta love ESPN what picking up on the doing? ESPN picking up on Squat Fest the year that acting like Squat it's Fest like the, the 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 hottest <laughs> trend in the country. Squat Fest. These Wisconsin yep. guys do it different. He said, man, some, something's going on in Wisconsin these days, boy. I said, all right. All right, Brady. But, uh, but yeah, no, nah, Nico's the man. And, you know, what? I loved, I loved the Deshaun Pace interview. Just laying into, <laughs> laying into the Joker. And they're like, I think Scott Springer was like, so what, do you consider yourself a villain? And, and Pace is just like, I, I mean, I played defense. Yeah. Just sending a message. <laughs> yeah. It's He's not gonna about blow the up. Defense. It's about sending a message. He is gonna blow up. I'm I'm excited to see that. I'm really excited to see that. Um, yeah. Closing closing thoughts on the uh, Big Twelve Media Days and just football as obviously we're getting closer and closer to uh, that opening kickoff. Man, it's gonna be such a fun higher ground. Like there's so much, and I I'll give you I'll give you guys this. I got word today. It's going to be all systems go, I think, for coverage at Camp Higher Ground, which means, which means, not only, not only are you going to, not only are you going to get practice reports and videos and everything that we normally do, the podcasts, the nightcaps, but then we're also going to now have Keegan to do the written side of things uh, with with feature articles and and things of that nature. So we are going to be better than ever at Camp Higher Ground this year. So and and the athletic won't be there every day because he covers fourteen teams. I, you said that I didn't. I don't know. Wow! Wow! Love you, Jay. I'm just Will. saying. Love you, Jay. Will. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. saying. We're gonna be. We're we're number one. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna be exciting. Royer, let me know. You're when gonna you come out, Royer. You gotta, you gotta find find you gotta take a day off, rock a vacation day, find a way to come <laughs> might, join me at sure, higher ground yeah. for a day. That is tempting. 
night practices what? will be there for sure. Yeah, I can, uh, I can there is one. for sure. Yeah. You Ryan, you gotta get you, you gotta get the you gotta get the menu and figure out which day you want to go based on the food oh, choices, right? On, Chad, Chad, what day am I coming? Tell them. I, I haven't. I don't know yet. You're coming on uh, Monterey no, Ranch. No, you're going off the menu. If we're going off Monterey the menu, Ranch Chicken Sandwich Day. That's yes, my day. God. That's the best day. Glad you remembered one thing about my career is how many of those yeah. I would eat in a fucking day. God, oh, <laughs> so good. And with the with the homemade bacon ranch. Yeah, slathered. On I feel like we. I feel oh. like we've had this conversation at least this many seven time. seven times. <laughs> yeah, this is like the fourteenth time we've oh, had this conversation. God. That's Tap what Gatorade. Made me gain at higher at higher ground. It wasn't the fact that I only practiced about five minutes a day, but <laughs> everyone still like, stood oh, out in the hundred and. No, I'll tell you, what, I, I was still sore from standing, but it was like, everyone's like, God, I, was man, still I sore lost from like standing. 10 pounds. I get on the damn scale. It's like, <laughs> I'm either the same. You gained three pounds. You gained it after lunch. I'm like, lawyer's gaining weight out here. Like, let's go. Like, I'm like, yeah, we ain't too excited about that one, man. <laughs> Don't be hyping me up too much. I was at that dessert table for dinner four times last uh, night. I had to start cut like that was the thing. I was like, I had to start like limiting my desserts compared to the years before because. So was, like, here's the thing, Ryan. I have not burned enough calories. <laughs> here's the thing, they don't like they have a dessert for lunch, right? But if you go at night, they have like seven dessert oh, tables, yeah. and then like, snack. Then yeah, don't forget about like, snack, milkshake, and cookie from those strength coaches. Yeah. Oh my goodness, oh. dude! It's literally like unbelievable how much night wings. Much, yeah. Meatballs, chicken tenders. <laughs> but yeah, like the first time I went, like went for dinner, I was like, "What is what is this? There are seven tables." With just cakes and pies and but like fucking dessert. What they like, call it? the the Bearcat Bar, the I, the one. The yeah, it was like the, yeah, it's like one. the brownie cookie oh, thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. goodness gracious! I had about no, four. No, that's, that's <laughs> so for lunch. For lunch, you just get like there's a just a thing of like it's the Bearcat Bar or it's like the rice brownie cookie or the brownie cookie thing. Rice crispy, yeah. Yeah. But but dinner, that's a different deal. I can see where you gain weight, like <laughs> because there's hundreds of them up there. It feels like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And no one's stopping you from getting seconds. I never was right. a second dessert. Or I never I never got myself to that. But I mean, the, the one portion is enough for two. Yes, yes. But if you have limited self control. Like someone that owns a regionally popular uh, sports network, um, I could see where you could get tempted to have yeah. two or three different desserts. What Chad's yeah, trying to say to... is he also gains weight during Camp Higher Ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's the time of the year when I do more activity than any other time of the year. And I still, yes. Yeah, so Chad, great. you. We could probably, you probably do eat if you go to higher ground dinner. You're pushing up. I don't your do. Daily. We were just there for lunch. Oh yeah, you could still get close to like your daily caloric resting intake in one meal, and yeah. you're that's just one meal. 
you're yeah. you're <laughs> you're gaining you could gain a shit ton dude yep i do pretty good at portion control like on my on my own volition yeah <laughs> up there that's it when i'm like you got chuck and his wife runs the kitchen and like yeah. you know they're they kind of pressure you into like how was the food today and if you got just this little tiny plate of food like you kind of feel like an asshole because <laughs> they let you stay for lunch yeah it's peer pressure i, I never had a little plate Not no me. i'm saying you can't have a little plate because chuck might stop by and be stupid. like yeah the food's really freaking good Really good. So yeah, Brady would walk by. You get a shake. You guys get a shake. So then yep. you're, you're doing the shake on top. We are not athletes. Shake, shake, shake somebody's hand. Yeah, we aren't athletes. We don't need the shake on top as we leave. But or the salt. Sure. What did Brady do? Brady used to put. Brady used to put. Oh, I know cottage cheese. Cottage cheese and applesauce. Yeah. Yep. What? You get a huge plate of applesauce and then dump. Like five scoops of cottage cheese on top of it. Really? I never saw yeah. that. Nut that was up. his thing. Quote unquote, his thing. <laughs> Fucking disgusting. Can't wait Don't to knock it until you try it. <laughs> like he oh, hangs out at retirement homes or something. <laughs> that is Don't a knock cottage cheese. That, that's elderly good. dish. Cottage he texted me. He texted me the, 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 the day at like the day of Squat Fest after it was done, like it just wasn't the same without you guys up here. And I'm like, you did that. I didn't do that. You did that. He's just. I'm still nice. here. I'm <laughs> not fucking leaving. But how cool was how cool was Big Cat? <laughs> was Big Cat there? Yeah, I believe he so. was at Squat Fest. <laughs> no shit. He, he wasn't yeah. there, but they sent. Barstool guys. Oh, they there. sent Barstool guys there. Okay. Yeah. Oh god, I was about to say uh, if Big Cat was there, dude, but, like doing something. But like that. Big Big Cat hooked him up was to sending him there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're like, that's just whatever. Bar dude, well, Barstool he... was where the videos at ESPN, like that's where the videos kind of went viral. Was Barstool sent one of their crews, and yeah, I thought I thought he showed up, but I didn't know. Brady was texting me the night before. He's like, Squad Fest tomorrow. I was like, I was like, damn, like that, that's gonna be fun. And he's like, he's like, yeah, like, like uh, we should have, we should have flew you out here for it. And I was like, I was like, oh no, I, I could, I wouldn't let you guys do that. He's Hard like, pass. Would you rock the like, W, Roar? He's like, he's like, uh, you gotta drive. You gotta come drive in the morning. You, you <laughs> can make it. And I was like, I was like, I. It was like an eight-hour drive. I was like, I'd have to literally leave at two in the morning. He's like, do it. I can't. I have to go back and look at the text. I love that so you're fun. slipping into your Brady impression. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> Get in that fucking car right now. Well, all right. I'll tell you what? Wasn't the same without us, but uh, yeah. I mean, that's 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 talking, that's talking the dub here for a second on the BBP. Go ahead and give us a timestamp, Aaron. You, you want to read it? Unless Chad's I'm gonna read it. I'm ready. I got it. All right. 
I mean, you can read it if you want to. Quick Paper Supply, your locally and family-owned restaurant supply company for all your non-food products. Quick Paper services over 150 restaurants with weekly low-minimum next-day deliveries, providing a wide range of food service products from to-go containers, cups, custom printed products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all of your janitorial needs. Call Nick at 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. We should mess up and just have everybody start calling Nico. Call Nico at... <laughs> See if anybody catches it. We just gave it to you guys. They, they, they pay you. I'm going to read what it says to read. Golly. Well, uh, now it's time for your read. and We head on into the mailbag there. Aaron. It is that. Lomilla Real Estate... Presents the Bearcat Bounce Mailbag, uh, brought to you by Adrian L. Henson, realtor. Uh, you can reach her at 859-444-8159. Get your free home evaluations. Uh, she can also be reached via email at ahenson at Low Miller Real Estate. That's L-O-H-M-I-L-L-E-R realestate.com. Or at Adrian, A-D-R-E-A-N-L Henson at iCloud.com. Again, free home evaluations all the way from Lexington, Louisville, all the way up to uh, the tri-state area. So check her out if oh, you're looking to sell your real estate. It brings us to the football portion of the mailbag. Uh, you guys had um, roughly 36 hours to fill up the mailbag, so uh, here we go. They did a terrible job. For 36 hours, I was a little disappointed. Yeah. Um, Starting off, who was the last UC defensive player to score a touchdown while the UC offense was running a play? Okay, last defensive player to score that never was listed as an offensive position during his career with UC. This information was gathered by Sports, sports Reference, but they did have something false like Maje catching a pass in the Birmingham Bowl versus Boston College. It was Trey Tucker who caught the pass from Ben Bryant. ESPN says this as well, but the YouTube video is where the truth is. <coughs> okay. I actually have the answers, but. Who was the last UC defensive player to score a touchdown while the UC offense was running? No, play. So, like, so the defensive player was on the field with the offense? For the, for like, on the off, like, part of the offense, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I have huh. no idea. Wait, 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 wait. Give us a give us an era. Do you have like a year? I didn't do the research to find these answers. I was just given the answer from UC Merck. Oh. Oh, but you don't I know. don't I don't know where this name is even from. I could not begin to tell you. Oh. Okay. Well, let's hear the first one. Marcus Waugh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Linebacker. Linebacker. But he kind of played fullback. Didn't he transition yeah, to so fullback? That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He got a plunge at fullback. Would you have done that, Royer? Would you have, would you have played some fullback? Dude, 100%. Because <laughs> we would do the the Navy cut drill, and I would just chop these fuckers down. And I was like, oh, I need to tell Dem Brock that I, I just want to go out there and just fucking run fullback so bad. <laughs> I never had the ball. I never had the balls to do it, though, because I was like, yeah, I don't. That's kind of a stretch. And I was like, I only weighed like 220 pounds. Like, I don't know if I was going to be able to 
I'd, they'd be like, oh, you got to gain 20 pounds. I was like, yeah, I'm already fat enough. I don't need an excuse. Well, get a, Luke, Luke didn't really let anybody transition from defense to offense, right? Like, ah. Only from offense. I, I could have I I sweet-talked him into it. <laughs> My dumb ass. He would have let me. Marcus Wall is kind of funny. I, 2007, a unique two-way player. 2008, played hybrid fullback tight end. 2009. After playing five different positions at UC, he finally found a home at inside linebacker this season. <laughs> the boy was all around, I tell you what. All over the place. And uh, the defensive player to score that never was listed as an offensive position during his career with UC is Delbert Ferguson. Huh. Hell of a name. I know the name. I don't remember. Is that Butch? I'm looking it up now because I'm kind of on your on your wavelength. 2004. No, that was D'Antonio. And uh, right into the beginning of the early part of BK. Uh, no, well, he, so 2004 was when he first was uh, – that was his recruiting profile. So he was 06, 07, 08. Yeah. So yeah, D'Antonio so. right into the early part of BK. Yep. Huh. There you go. One yard receiving touchdown as a senior. Good for him, man. Didn't didn't really put up many stats other than that. Delbert Ferguson. Thanks, Mark. I was actually I was I, I had myself hidden. Um, I was trying to call Denbrock to ask him live on air if he would have ever given you a chance at fullback, but <laughs> he didn't. He didn't answer. He he would have said yes just because he's not going to be the ass. But oh, you don't know Mike Denbrock if you think he's not going to. He would have said yes on air. But if I would have told him, if I would have asked him, like in the hallway, he'd be like, "Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> <laughs> that that is correct. That is factually yeah. correct. We got like fifteen minutes to see if Denbrock calls me back. If he does, we'll ask him. Hey, tell him I have one more year if uh, the old time. If the old fighting Brian Kelly's need another dumb idiot to run his head through a couple walls down in uh, Baton Rouge. <laughs> Why does Tony Pike keep getting overlooked for the Hall of Fame? It's honestly a disgrace. Why does Mike Mickens? Why does Marty Gilliard? Why, like, what they have done in failing to honor the great teams of 08 and 09 is a disgrace. Like, it's not just Pike. It, it, it is Pike, but it's all of them. Like Mike Mickens was a an All American, like he was on the staff. He met every criteria, and you did not put him in the Ring of Honor. What what they're are we the, doing? They're to the point where they need to start adding like two or three guys a year, right? Yeah, they have fucked this up royally. The Ring of Honor, royally bad, really bad. Well, didn't they induct the entire team? They did induct the entire team, but that's. I mean, come on. Uh, by the way, shout out Ann Thomas, uh, one of my best friends, my very best friend's sister, uh, just made the Hall of Fame for soccer as a, a former. Oh, owner. congrats awesome. to Corey Blunt, Antoine Peak, and like the, the 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 incoming class in the Hall of Fame. Congrats. Mm -hmm. Those are a lot of like, how are they not already in as well? Yeah. People. Yeah. Um, hey, Antoine Peak played in like the 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 nineties. Like, what, how, how yeah. did it take this long for Antoine Peake right. to be in the I mean, Hall of his, 
his kid's getting recruited, right? No, his kid is he plays here on the team. I mean, so yeah, that's a whole mess. Um, what is our season win total if Emory Jones' stat line is 25 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 500 rushing yards, five rushing touchdowns? Seven and five, eight and four range above above six and six. Bowling. Oh, if those are if that's a stat line, we're we're having one hell of a year. I tell you what, that's a good stat line. Yeah. Really good stat line. Uh, yeah, we're definitely above six wins. Eight, maybe. If, if you're hitting 25 touchdowns, I, I imagine you're probably somewhere in the realm of 3,000, 3,500 yards at least. Uh, right, probably around 3,000, yeah. Depending on the run game, like the run game can get you down the field and then you throw a touchdown sure. pass. Like, so 2,500 to 3,000 yards, I would guess. Be totally it. good with that. So roughly 3,000, 3,500 yards total if he's got 500 rushing yards. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – Des only had five his senior year, six touchdowns. Be rushing. pretty damn good. Yeah. All right. Uh, any idea if the pit game time will be announced thirteen days out or possibly sooner? I don't know. Oh, I forgot Probably. to bring that up. The CW. The How about C-dub. that? High school football live <laughs> in Heinz Field. And yet, it's still somehow better than the TV deal the Pac-12 does not have. <laughs> So, so quick, quick, CW. Bum, 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 can you guys name one, one show from the CW or the WB? Charmed. Charmed, okay. Good job, Chad. You have you move on. Kelly, Kelly used to love reruns of Charmed. Okay. Which had Alyssa Milano and Shannon Doherty. So, so you would watch. I watched. <laughs> I watched. You get sucked in, didn't you? I, I didn't I didn't I didn't even argue. With with, with that roster, you're good. I'm good. Uh, it's all right. I was Dawson's, uh, Dawson's Creek back in the Dawson's day. The, Creek. Wasn't the chick wasn't the chick from Party of Five on there for a while too? I think Party of Five might have been on there at one point, way back in the day. I didn't I watch know, Party like, Five, but while she was in the hospital, there was a period of like three weeks where okay. Charmed was on every day. When I got there between like ten and eleven. Isn't that the show that's always on, uh, like, after the NBA finishes Probably. airing? I mean, I'm sure it wasn't on the CW, like, in the hospital. It was just on the CW when it aired, or the WB, or whatever, yeah. when it aired. Big, right. uh, big gossip girl guy here. Gotta love a love a good gossip girl. The the remake was horrendous. The have remake not, on I've HBO. I've not watched one of the remake, because you can't touch it's, Serena Vanderwoodson, Blair Woodruff, and Nate the, the, the okay. remake the remake's already been canceled. So well, good. Good. who's announcing that game on the CW? Tom Welling from Smallville. Uh-huh. Nate Archibald and Chuck Bass in the booth. I'd, I would love to see that. All right. Nate Tiny uh, Archibald. Nate Tiny Archibald. Uh that's the end of the football portion of the mailbag. Moving on to the basketball portion of the mailbag. Can you give us any updates from your little birdies on open gym? Have this team played against this current TBD team in open gym? Go back to the basketball the first hour. 35 of, minutes of the show. Yeah. 40 minutes <laughs> of the show. There you go. We, no, that. we cannot give you any updates. And we know we don't know if they're gonna be the playing. Classic now. like Aaron or Chad. Just just go listen to what the hell we just talked about. I, I know. <laughs> 
Because well, they don't know what this they don't know what we're going to talk about yesterday. I'm, I'm just I gave an answer. I know. I just love it. It just makes me laugh. Just just leave me the fuck alone and go. <laughs> All right. Uh, what happened with the Flair recruitment? Went from, being a, <laughs> went from being a favorite to land him to not making his final four. Couldn't afford him. UC backed off towards the end of it with Blue Bloods getting more involved. He hates Skyline. Yeah, yes. that was it. That was I it. He got sick of Chad. He was like, I just can't imagine dealing that with him. Damn yeah. guy keeps hitting me up. How about the, the horde of IU fans that tried to like bombard me with like you said he was going to Cincinnati? Never once, never once, you fucking Ooh, Trevor asshole. Anderson never once said it. That was that was your guy. That was those, your guy those that Indian said he was people. going to Cincinnati. I didn't say that. Which by the way, Trevor's not wrong very often, which is but he No, like that's he's what trying everybody so hard like, to be first. You know what I mean? That's what everybody thought. Yeah, this is this is why when you lock in a crystal ball, it should be locked in forever, and you should never be allowed to change it. But I digress. All right, may have missed it, but haven't seen anything on the Dayton game since it was initially reported. Any updates? Still likely to happen. Also, when should we expect the Big Twelve schedule to be announced? Uh, you will have all the answers you've ever desired on the Dayton game tomorrow at ten a.m. Oh, is that when we're announcing the out-of-conference schedule? No, it's when the Dayton game is being announced. All right. Well, still looking looking for that out-of-conference schedule. Still likely to happen? Yes. Uh, When should we expect the Big 12 schedule? That I don't. I have no idea on that. What? Are we playing on the battleship this year? No, they're playing. Well, kind of. They're playing in a war zone, Heritage Bank Arena. (laughs) It's not a war zone. It's a third-world country. Bring your RC Cola. I heard we're playing in Ukraine this year. Bring your Deja Blue. Not a bad tasting water, really. And that's the end of the basketball portion of the mailbag. You guys had 36 hours. Uh, Moving on to the banks portion of the mailbag. Um, Rapid fire. Chad, do your thing. Do it. Chad. Do your thing. Chad, do your thing. (laughs) What's your thing, Chad? Where I take rapid fire and make it a five-minute. We- <laughs> what, uh, what is better for Aaron's tinfoil hats, Reynolds or Dollar Tree brand? It depends. Do you want to use it for more than one use, or every time? He- Damn, Chad's camera, camera skipped out. If you want to use it for more than one use, Reynolds wrap. If you want to do it every time where you have the visual of Aaron taking the foil and putting it around his head, Dollar Tree brand. When did that happen? Didn't you guys do that for some nightcaps? Yeah. We did Aaron's, it once. Aaron's, yeah. It's been a while. It's, we've done it a couple of times. Man, you've just been on the straight and narrow path these days. No no conspiracy in your world. I like it. Oh, I just don't talk about him on air. Okay. <laughs> he learned. He learned after a couple times talking about him on air. Some things I probably shouldn't say. Fair enough. That opens anyway. up the door for me. Yeah, there's that. There's that one mailbag where it was like, "Did we land on the moon?" I was like, "Oh, oh my god, we're about to open we up a whole can of something here." All right. We didn't, but they never landed on the moon. Cashews. I, I, I actually saw a TikTok on that the other day that was hilarious. Um, because there's. There's a there's video of the the thing leaving the moon, yeah. and the guy in the video was like, "Did they just leave the camera guy?" They were just like, "Look, man, like, see ya. 
Sorry, like, we're out. Uh, oddly, he was he was there before it even landed as well. Yeah. Weird. He was not there early and he left late. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, cashews or pecans? Cashews. Dang. Uh, honey roasted cashews. All yeah, day. give me cashews. But there's no such I thing like as pecans. cashew pie. No, Damn. I don't want to eat pecan pie. I I eat the shit out of a cashew pie. <laughs> Yeah. F pecans. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. I, uh, I on you know that. what? Bucky's doesn't do their honey roasted cashews anymore, I heard. Like they got discontinued, and that is heartbreaking. Oh, babe. Their honey roasted cashews were legit. Bussin' bussin'? Bussin' bussin'. <laughs> I've still never been there. Uh, who had the best career meltdown? Lindsay Lohan, Amanda Bynes, or Bob Huggins? Uh, apparently, Britney Spears was a runner-up for, for this question, but she did not make the cut. Didn't Amanda Bynes, like, randomly a couple times just get caught, like, roaming the streets, like, oh, she's, naked? She, she is the worst of these three. Um, she, I'm not sure she even knew what city she was in either. She, she threw a bong off of, like, the 30th floor of a building. Yeah. A glass ball that kills somebody if it lands on them. Good idea. Could you imagine standing there and looking up? What a way to and go! Just... You get hit by a bong just walking. <laughs> just, just walking so your dog. Mad. You're in New yeah, York I City. Thought, you're trying to get hey. your dog to take a shit in like one of those like tree little like yeah. Yeah. like there's a, a go a on the after turf. Let it yeah. out. Yeah. And you get hit in the well, head it with those guys. It would just shatter, and it would it wouldn't hurt. Okay, you right? been... you've seen it in all those bar fights in the movies. True, true. Yeah, 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 yeah it would probably be a lot that's less. That's sugar impactful. glass. It's a lot less impactful than sticking your head into a fucking fan and having to go to the fucking <laughs> emergency room at Children's Hospital. Yes, that is a good point. Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan's even managed to like come back. Like she I, bounced I feel like, back. Yeah. Yeah. She just had she a kid. God. Lohan just Bob had a Huggins, kid. Bob Huggins is still the coach of West Virginia, so he says. So I don't know. Well, and Bob Huggins is 70. <laughs> like he's been living this lie for 50 years. He's, so, he's, yeah. still, he's still the coach of West Virginia. Just ask him. Yeah, it's Amanda Vines. Oof. Or That's the man. She had a potential Hall of Fame career ahead of her and threw it all away. Yeah, like she's the man. That was a good movie back in the day. She tossed um, it out a 30th story window. Yeah, you definitely uh definitely don't want to bring Britney Spears into this. That uh what's that? The the Britney crew that they have. She uh, there's there's apparently a conspiracy about her too, that she's not even the real Britney anymore because she used to smile and her teeth would show her bottom teeth would show. And now when she smiles, her bottom teeth don't show according to people who are breaking down all the videos. But I, am, I, I don't, I don't know what to believe with any of that. That's the mailbag. Get us out of here. You spend, Brent. you spend your time going down way too many rabbit holes there. I blame the algorithm. Yeah, what do you think about the oh, Titanic? God. Have you looked at Get that problems? Reynolds rap out. Yeah, Aaron, what's your thought? It, 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 it was a, a different ship that went down for insurance money. Yeah. <laughs> I hope everybody's ready for tomorrow night. Yeah, because who's who's that guy that wasn't on it that was supposed to be on it? The yeah. Rothschild uh, guy. Different, different, different combo for a different guy. I hope everybody's uh, ready for tomorrow night. With Dave, hell yeah, and, pa and Pedro. Do you have a guess? Be, 
Dave has not sent anything to me about a guest. I don't know that I would want a guest to interfere with Club Canopy. You know, night. Dave is brave to do that. It's, I would never do that. The show, <laughs> the, the show tomorrow night's going to get banned from monetization in the first yeah. two minutes. Probably. Well, good. You just need Tonk to pull up at like minute one. <laughs> drop drop the bag. <laughs> well, Dave's in. Yeah, Dave, Dave's in Gaston. Do something crazy. Here. Let's uh, hold up earlier. What? What you got? <laughs> the swim-up bar at Dave's. I already know. He's trying to show the swim-up bar at Dave's uh, resort. Yeah. Does a resort. It's a resort. It's just a house. No one builds a swim-up bar at a at a house. Here you go, Royer. This is Dave's vacation spot for his family this week. Oh, I saw your tweet on that. I was like, where is that? <laughs> Destin. Yeah, that looks sick. Yeah. Uh-oh. Who hit the home Red, run? Reds win. Reds win. Was it uh, Christian Encarnacion Strand. Three-run home run. Reds take no. an 8-7 to seven lead. No way. Did he really? Bottom of the fifth. Long oh, way to go on this one. Christian Encarnacion Strand. They put him in. Let's go. The boy. The one, the one time since the All-Star break, I didn't take an over at 11 and a half runs scored in the game. There are yeah, over. Eight to seven in the bottom of the fifth. So you guys, you lost your ass boy. this week, bro. I hate you guys know the boy Michael Boston on the show? Does he ever tap in? I always <laughs> see him on Twitter. No. <laughs> what? No. Um, what is the – am I missing a story here? No, it's fine. There's going to be some good Dave Simone, Dave After Dark, put a hat on. see him on let's, the damn – Let's have Twitter. ourselves some, some, some party time. Is that tomorrow night? BCJ pod tomorrow night? Yeah, tomorrow night. All right. All right. There we go. So, so back to back, baby. We call it back to back. So that'll be a lot of excitement, a lot of fun. Hopefully, he doesn't pull in Amanda Bynes while in the pool and on the pod. That would be quite rough. A quick, uh, quick open and shut of the BCJ pod. But hey, you know what, guys? It's fantastic. Uh, past week, this upcoming TBT tournament on Friday. If they win, they play Saturday. So keep locked in on that. Of course, there's going to be plenty more leading up to the beginning of, of football, football right around the corner. So uh, stay locked in on BCJ. Any uh, Anything else here? Are we uh, we good to shut out? Nope. We are. Let's go. All right. So for my my guys, my pals, thank you for tuning into the special Tuesday edition. Shouts, of course, to Danco Transmission Auto Care. Shouts, of course, to Quick Paper Supply for their help as well. But uh, for my guys, pals, Mr. Aaron Smith, Chad Brendel, and Ryan Royer. I am Brent Young. Yet again, another fantastic BBP presented by BearCatJournal.com.